that you have to get your hands dirty uh, you can't do a startup with a corporate mindset when people tell me that i can't do something I will do whatever it takes to prove them wrong. Life में ना दो तरह से compensate होते हो आप. One is your earning and one is your learning. Fundamentally, it has always been good करो. I'm your host Akshay Dutt and you're listening to Spotlight, a podcast in which I speak to disruptive startup founders. Hi everyone, uh, my name is uh, Ochin Bhattacharya. I'm the founder and CEO of Notebook. With so many unicorns in the edtech space, you might think that there is no more room to create a large edtech company anymore. But you'd be mistaken. And just like Facebook is getting disrupted by TikTok, there are opportunities in the edtech space because of changing consumer behavior. My generation used to watch movies and long-form videos. Today's generation loves short videos. and this is one of the insights that's powering notebook an edtech startup notebook allows students to study through micro lessons and is built for a busy student who is involved in a lot of activities and may not necessarily want to sit for long lessons and achin's personal journey of building notebook is a fascinating one even though he trained as a ca and worked in global mncs in the finance function he had a deep personal conviction to do something that creates impact and he traveled the length and breadth of the country to finally build notebook based on those insights here's achin talking about his journey of building up notebook before you talk about the product what is the problem statement like what is the problem you're trying to solve like what did you discover over this one year that this is a need area for which i can build a product what i discovered is two things one is of course uh, yeah if you if if you look at uh, the way things work today a student is very hard pressed for time and 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 trust me school children are busier than us they're even more busy than we are <laughs> because not only studies they need to go for in in uh, they need to go for their uh, maybe uh, singing swimming sports various activities right today if you look go to go to villages at times you see that they are helping their parents so they are actually very busy now i think one of the most important challenges that we face is that how do we ensure that we do justice to time like for example if a student is spending 10 minutes on my portal within 10 minutes can i ensure that he or she learns something this is one part of your problem that students are busy what is the other part of the problem are you saying that education system is failing them or what is your problem statement No, see, education system is failing. I'll say that that uh, I, I'll not say that because that, uh, honestly speaking, uh, I'll say as a country we have we have taken like, we have gone a very long distance, right? But there are challenges that do ex- do exist on the ground, and then we all know it. Like for instance, today when we discuss about uniformity in terms of quality of education, when we discuss about every student getting equal opportunity, right? Not not only are there economic barriers to it. right of course uh, there are privileged students with multiple layers of support there are students with very low support as well as there are geographical and access barriers to it today if you are a teacher right and i'm not saying this rule is universally applicable but m- most teachers many teachers who are good who are generally good 
they prefer to settle down in cities, either metro cities or towns, because they also have a family. They want their kids to get good good education. They want their, you know, good facilities in terms of healthcare and other things. So naturally, today, how do you ensure that every child in, in every corner of the country gets access to uniform quality of good education? How do you ensure that? So that, that's a huge problem statement, right? And, and here you're talking of access to education from a school infrastructure perspective or from an after-school perspective? Because like, you know, one is that they have access to good schools where teachers are well-trained and that uh, those eight hours or six hours that they spend in school is productive. And second is like, as you say, that tuition centers exist for a reason and they provide a valuable service, but probably access to tuition centers is not equally available to everyone. So is that the problem you're trying to solve? At the end of the day, schools will always exist, right? Uh, now, see, schools are irreplaceable, trust me. Because when we discuss about schools, it's not only about education. It actually helps, you know, shape up a person's character. Schools are a miniature version of the society. There, there, you, there you get to learn, you learn to care, you learn to share. So schools have a different, different role altogether. It's a wholesome upbringing, sports, uh, extracurriculars, etc. Having said that, now, when we discuss about this particular uh, problem, the school or after school, this is this is an interesting question, and I'll tell you why. When we stepped into this, we saw in EdTech also, there was a very clear distinction. You know, uh, uh, if, if, if I tell you in technical terminology, B2B and B2C, if I make it more simple, some brands which are catering to uh, schools, and there are some brands which are catering in the retail market to students directly. Yeah, so I have a question here. It's the same student, right? who goes to school and who comes back. Now, if you look at a textbook, a student's textbook, he carries the same book in his school bag. He takes it to school. He opens it in class. And he again brings that book back and studies at home. So when a textbook can give him company to and fro, why can't I take? So why do we need to ensure that when a student goes to school, it's a different set of service providers. And I'm not saying anybody is good or bad. See, but every teacher has his or her own unique way of teaching, right? So if I'm explaining something, I'll explain it my way. Akshay, I'm sure you will explain it your way. It's not a question of good or bad. But then a student at the end of the day gets confused. Also, parents at times, they're facing huge challenge. So what I wanted to ensure is that why can't we do something wherein every student, of course, gets individual access in their smartphone, laptop, etc. at home, as well as the same product, same, same set of videos are also played out in schools. And we have been able to do it very successfully till now. What you envisioned was uh, a product which is also sold to schools as a subscription service, but individual students can also subscribe to it. Like, like that was what you envisioned? Like some sort of a education content library, which is uh, structured according to the syllabus of that uh, state or whatever. And uh, it probably has some assessments along with it. And this is available both as a product to schools and as a product to individuals. The requirement is uh, different. And I'll tell you why. And accordingly, uh, so the way you look at it today, uh, as far as schools are concerned, in a classroom, when, a part, when, a, when any teacher, when he or she teaches a particular topic, right? Now, again, uh, it's, it's a, a, any period or an average, it's a, it, the duration is roughly around 40 minutes. Now, any, now, this is another challenge that which earlier, you know, a lot of schools were facing, a lot of teachers were facing. 
when we started this i spoke to our teachers also i asked them that what is your opinion about edtech and trust me uh, uh, what i heard was not something very something very pleasant or very positive one of the reasons was that many in many cases some of these videos by by erstwhile service providers these videos were the duration of these videos were for 30 30 minutes or 35 minutes now in a 40 minute period for in a 40 minute period do you expect that teacher to walk as a computer operator and only switch on your video and sit that doesn't happen right so what we did first thing is we ensured that our videos average length of a notebook video has to be around 6 to 8 minutes because in a 40 minute class a teacher has a lot to do right and then once you play the video the basics are explained a students instantly you know uh, sits up and takes takes note of it okay this is being taught to me he or she gets interest in it and then the role of a teacher comes in in terms of discussing the topic and which is something only the teacher can do i am still trying to get to the product definition like is it a subscription based education platform that accompanies school learning available both to schools and to individuals is that the right way to define it essentially it's a subscription based uh, it's a subscription based platform uh, wherein uh, there is audio visual as well as text content as you rightly put it initially there are more than 10000 videos uh, mainly for central board but as well as for various state boards now students of course they access it from their home but at school school also these videos are being played out in class now the way you know commercially the way it works at if a student wants he or she can directly subscribe for it at times any any particular school if they enter into an institutional tie up for us that institutional tie up also covers subscription for each and every individual student and teacher who can go back and study so then what happens it becomes much much more easier because the teacher can even give homework from it you know you can you can tell the students to read and come back next day etc so it's like a complete lms like a learning management system which has a path for students like chapter 1 chapter 2 assessment after chapter 1 like like is it like that like a lms with content and and, and like personalized journeys and things like that each and every topic is covered uh, according to syllabus and uh, and not only that a uh, lot of thought has gone into it for example pace of videos speed of videos so if you look at notebook content you'll see uh, a uh, pace of videos class wise pace of videos varies very significantly so that has been uh, taken into account also uh, that tech part of it works in in such a way that even in areas with very low bandwidth you know these videos can be played very comfortably so there are various versions so any particular video has at least 7 to 8 versions so in a way it's like a direct competitor to byju's because byju's is also offering the same product right like a learning management platform where you start from chapter 1 till the end of the school year you you keep going with it yeah, so there are quite a few brands who are who in their own way are, are uh, you know uh, offering audiovisual content to students and i'm sure every every brand has their own uh, own usp own way of looking at things but we are also trying to uh, contribute in our own humble way not to the cause and uh, the best part of it is the kind of response that we have got that that really keeps us going and, uh, and and it has been completely word of mouth publicity i'll tell you so initially when we started up and the other part is the kind of encouragement that we have got from uh, teachers and schools that is something which is beyond expectation initially when we started off i'll be very honest with you uh, you are asking me what i'll tell you one of one of the major challenges in this sector 
brief, if, if somebody asks me that what are the challenges in edtech, one of the major challenges in this sector, uh, one is pre-pandemic and the other is post-pandemic. Pre-pandemic, one of the main challenges was uh, building believability. How do you ensure that edtech is, 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 is looked at as a trustworthy, believable source, right? Or, you know, so that was a huge challenge. In order to build believability, you will see many brands getting in... Uh, Bollywood celebrities and cricketers, etc. So the whole objective is to build their believability, right? How do you build a larger-than-life image and you know make? It? So that is that is one thing. Uh, Post-pandemic things have changed naturally. So because uh, technology adoption, uh, you know, it, it has leapfrogged, and uh, many who were late adapters to technology, they also have understood the benefit. And and it's the other major challenge I'll say in this particular sector. When we initially started off, and I spoke to spoke to many many people who are already into these industry colleagues, and one challenge that came up again and again is resistance from teachers. I got to know that teachers they resist, they fear replacement, they are insecure, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. My experience has been completely the opposite, and 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 this is I'll say uh, this is something that we are very pleasantly surprised. Our experience has been completely opposite because when we started off, one thing that we understood is that, you know, it was a, it was a brainstorming session in the team and I wanted inputs for everybody. And me and my co-founder, Shubhayu, we were discussing and one thing came up that at any point of time, we are not there to replace teachers. We were very clear about it. So we wanted to ensure that we act as an aid to teachers, right? To, to, to amplify their efforts, to support their efforts. So I think that has really helped. So a lot of teachers, we have seen the way they have actually, you know, recommended the product, they have helped us. And not only it's about recommending the product or referring the product, but also the kind of feedback we have got. So I can tell you on, and I remember uh, one of the one of these days, I think last year during lockdown, one day I got a call. So there was a, there was, there was a uh, very senior uh, Hindi teacher, lady teacher, she was calling me from Kurukshetra and she told me that, uh, sorry, I disturbed you. It was uh, quite late, nine, around maybe around 10. I sorry, I disturbed you. I said, no, ma'am, it's completely okay. She said, I got your number from someone. In class 10, this particular poetry, this particular video, this scene, I think you can explain, you can change your explanation a little bit. It will be even better for students. You know, that shows the passion. That helps you keep going. That shows that otherwise what happens is, you have your team sitting and continuously working on content. It goes out. People are watching your content. But when somebody, but when you see this kind of feedback that somebody is taking the trouble to pinpoint each and every small area of improvement, that energizes you. Okay. So uh, I want to like uh, understand how the product differs from say a Baiju's or an Extra Marks, which have a similar offering. So is it like? Uh, you are saying that you have done these, uh, made it more user friendly, uh, made it more teacher friendly, or is it more affordable? Or, you know, so so like, what are the uh, differentiations? Because it is not like a new product category, so to say. This product as a category exists, and there are multiple players who are offering the same, uh, who are targeting the same end user, offering a similar product. So, what is the differentiation? First and foremost. Uh our content is built on the concept of uh, augmented storytelling. It's a very new concept, unique concept in India. So there's a research paper that was published by Harvard University at least a decade back, which spoke about uh, augmented storytelling. Now, 
if i explain it to you in a very simple uh, you know in, in two minutes in a very simple language on one hand you see you see uh, content like say for example you see a book in print form right on the other hand you see animated content look at animated content completely animated content now i'll tell you the the merits and demerits today if you if, today if if you are if you are a student studying in a professional course say you are studying your medical or chartered accountancy a printed book is good enough for you although nowadays nowadays even when i write uh, even we also try to understand something we prefer videos it's much faster but still you see that because a senior student will take the effort so but if you if, if you look at a junior somebody in in class 2 or 3 at times print is repulsive it's difficult you know on the other hand if you look at animated content it's extremely engaging it's addict it's addict addictive but i think as a society we need to take a conscious call that how do we how do we strike the delicate balance between entertainment and education entertainment and engagement and why do i say so because research has proved that if the content is completely animated student will be initially attracted to it but take away is very very less very very less later point of time the student will remember that animation but the concept that has, that was actually behind that animation which is being which is the whole objective that take away is not there so augmented storytelling is something in between now what what do you do in augmented storytelling we use lot of hand drawn illustrations and we are the first in india to do this we work with lot of artists we work with lot of artists from uh, various art schools we look, work with lot of specially able artists and they are very very talented very creative people we use this hand drawn illustrations and what we do so for example when i am telling you a story i'll show you one hand drawn illustration and i'll then i'll show you the next and the story goes on in the background but i leave it to your imagination between my first frame and my second frame i want you to imagine because i want you to be active participant in the learning journey otherwise what happens is otherwise you become a part, passive participant so today when you go to a multiplex maybe the pre pandemic days when you went to a multiplex with a tub of popcorn and uh, and a coke and you are watching a movie you have nothing else to do you are a passive participant right and nothing is left to your imagination but education is something wherein a student has because see at the end of the day one of the prime objective is to develop that 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 imagination creativity in students so that augmented storytelling is one of our prime differentiators we even file a patent for it so this format would be like a series of still images which are sketches with a voice over no not only voice over always also you know you, there is always a, a teacher standing and teaching on the screen at times the screen is split into two you'll find a teacher and then you'll find images at times the teacher goes up at times you will not find the teacher it's completely you know uh, is happening i am not saying i am not saying we don't use animation we do use animation when required for example today if you if you are trying to teach if you are trying to show somebody how a human heart works in biology yes that's something where 3d animation do come in but then that's only where it's necessary and and, and then again it's not only completely still images but then again our our content philosophy by and large is based on hand drawn illustration you know that's something which is very very time consuming painstaking but trust me it it increases students creativity like anything all right and also a lot of uh, you know background music and background music also we are very particular we want to use uh, you know indian folk music we want to use relevant music music which actually goes with that story the second part is uh, where we are very different from uh, other brands is our pedag- pedagogy and how our pedagogy is different is because 
for each and every topic that we choose we always start with a interest builder then we go to the lesson and then again lesson also as i told you we are very brief 6 to 8 minutes and then then we have a recap and a question as a video that's mandatory for every topic because then that's the takeaway so there has to be a balance between that learning part and, and the examination part and also accompanied by text content you know notes question answer etc that also follows with at the end of the day you know the, if if you only show a 7 or 10 minutes video the job is half done but we also want to ensure that you know you are like a one stop shop where student finds you know complete records whatever he or she needs so that is the entire thing is given there and and we have been able to develop this pedagogy thanks to the kind of advice that we have got from teachers for instance uh, ex deputy headmaster of dun school mr barrett uh, philip barrett is uh, our senior advisor he has been instrumental in guiding us with regard to this pedagogy earlier ex chairman of uh, <clears throat> ex chairman of cbse uh, mr ashok ganguly he headed cbse for 8 years so he was with us so what happens is even uh, when, when you get this kind of this kind of inputs etc it helps you and third i think as far as content is concerned i remember when i started this i met up with uh, met up with one of uh, stalwarts in india one of the editing stalwarts in india he runs a very i not take his name but for 32 years he was editing one of the most successful newspapers in india for 32 years and and i asked him that sir can you give me one tip that what do i need to do in order to be successful in this content business because i'm getting into content right and you you are the king king you have been here for 32 years he told me ochin always remember the beauty lies in the scissor you need to edit your content and how good you are at editing that will define the entire thing so we are very particular about editing a particular video goes through at least 3 to 4 rounds of editing and check before it finally sees that of the day you know pilot group of we have pilot group of students and parents who sees that video we take their feedback teachers see that video and and not only feedback every step also results in subsequent editing which helps so three things as i told you augmented storytelling second pedagogy of the content and third brevity uh, what about pricing how does that compare what is your subscription cost like so our subscription cost uh, see for for a very long period of time uh, initially we kept our platform free during pandemic because we wanted more and more students to be benefited uh, that did happen and we are very very happy to see the kind of uh, impact that we were able to make uh, post pandemic yes now we have made our platform chargeable and uh, uh, so what essentially we charge is uh, uh, a subscription of 20000 rupees per year uh, for all subjects for central board Uh, so that covers the entire gamut. Uh, state board content, uh, you know, we are yet to make it chargeable because uh, you know, we are still working on few other subjects, etc. But response has been phenomenal. So I tell you, uh, at least more than sixty percent of our students, sixty percent of our students are from non-metros, and it's and I'm very happy to see the kind of you know take adaptation, the kind of questions they come up with, etc. What is the paid user base you have currently? Like how many? uh subscriptions have you sold till date or what is your annual subscription sales or like we have tied up with uh, bsnl bharat sanchar nigam limited so, so we are the sole edtech k12 edtech providers for bsnl uh, in what way like bsnl runs schools or like bsnl employs kids or what like they have a app which earlier was uh, you know bsnl tv at a point of time the name changed to bsnl wow app so through bsnl also there is a particular uh, particular system through bsnl also students can access us so so that, so that uh, what happens is when you tie up with something like somebody like uh, a company like bsnl 
it gives you instant access to rural India, to B towns, to C towns. That gives that 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 huge that that increased your access. They're like Jio putting in uh, like uh, other layers, like like Jio has Jio TV. So so similar, BSNL is also trying to build that ecosystem of apps and. Uh, you are the edtech app for the BSNL ecosystem. Yeah, it's very popular. So it's very popular. And, and today, if you just, uh, you know, maybe at any point of time, if you're free, you just go up and you, if you check the kind of feedback people have written about our content within BSNL app, you'll see the amazing feedback and also the kind of, uh, you know, the kind of, and, and at times those feedbacks are so helpful, you know, for, for us also. And we see people taking a lot of interest. So such, uh, some, some great types we had. So this this BSNL uh, app within app uh, th- that you have uh, it, does it have like a full stack thing like uh, video plus uh, notes plus quizzes and tests and uh, like is it like that or is it only videos? It has a full stack thing, but there are some developments which we are now currently working on that we'll need to see how technically how we can integrate etc. Now we are trying to do something AI based uh, in terms of because for a very long period of time we are trying to understand. Uh, student behavior because you know we are trying to understand that how, if we build an ai based platform that will be successful only when uh, we understand students behavior with regard to when they look at a particular video what is the average viewing time the kind of questions they come up with etc so that based on that data we are trying to build something what is it you are building like a personalization of the journey or what yeah complete personalization that's what we are trying to build because see at the end of the day uh, that's the role of a good teacher right a good teacher he helps you uh, you know, to come to terms with your own strength and development areas. I honestly believe that every child is equally talented. And this is one of my fundamental beliefs. And I, I really believe, you know, that if, and, and when a child fails, he or she doesn't fail. The entire system, the entire society fails because we have not been able to engage that child. Today, if you see, you will find many successful, very successful politicians, industrialists, people in various walks of life, who were not great students, but later point of time, they have, they have done exceptionally well for themselves. That shows that fundamentally, there's a lot of talent. But maybe somehow, in, as far as academics is concerned, we are not able to tap to that talent. So to that extent, today, what we are trying to do in, 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 in this particular journey is, we are trying to try and ensure that we help a student in, our, in, in terms of a customized learning path. So today, a student goes to a particular, particular lesson and then post that if he or she takes a test based on the score. And it's not so simple because see, then again, it's not only about a particular subject, various topics, subtopic, trend, and then you are benchmarked against your previous performance. So see, because at the end of the day, I believe all of us, we should compete with ourselves and try to be better than what we were yesterday, right? And then how do we actually do it? So you are being given a, a, a customized learning journey. And then again, various options, depending on maybe, say, for example, if you, if you have your annual exams next week, and if I give you a long journey, learning journey covering six months, that won't help you. So you, you choose. You choose, okay, this is the kind of timeline I have. This is the kind of number of hours I can devote, right? These are my, and based on that, we help you with a customized learning journey. So this is something, you know, there'll be a lot of discussions about artificial intelligence, machine learning, but I always, I always feel that I think the most important part, which is, which is lacking is that we, we can't discuss about fancy technical terms and jargons that only helps you a point. 
is it really serving the purpose and when it when it comes to serving the purpose i think basics of education needs to be taken care of so you know when i when we when we started conceptually in, in this some of some of the greatest ideas came from teachers who have been teaching for three decades four decades they have they have never ever gone into online learning they are completely you know chalk and talk but the kind of ideas they gave us you know when we actually transformed them that helped us in terms of working on this so that's something that you're working on now essentially it would keep suggesting next step to the user next step it will give you a customer learning journey also not only that uh, on a day to day basis it will help you track your progress and then again if parents because i believe they are also an important part of the entire ecosystem uh, parents also will be given an access you know in terms of their own smartphones where in at any point of time suppose akshay you want to just check how 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 it feed at your home how he or she is doing you know you can you can easily keep a tab without being intrusive without without being you know too pushy about it but at least you are aware okay this is happening and then again all and again i think two fundamental rules first compete only with yourself not with anybody else be better than what you were yesterday so we are not going to put pressure on any kid okay this is this is the average score and here you lie okay that's something that not important i feel and second is uh, i tell you okay fine these are areas where you need to improve but the most important part is how do you improve so we suggest we suggest that okay uh, this particular video if you look at time stamp 2 minutes 10 second this is where answer to this question lies yeah so the moment you, you you click there it instantly takes you to that video and to me 10 second you will you hear okay this is my answer this is where i went where wrong and we also give students uh, an option wherein they can solve this problem and they can also contribute through a live chat and that will be completely anonymous but it will be more like a peer group discussion but completely anonymous wherein you, there will be no name or something but students also help out each other teachers also join that chat this is a live forum how is the live forum organized because if you have like lakhs of users on it it will be chaotic no like there are various interest groups on on uh, not only subject based but within subject also various topics so it's like forums like like there will be multiple forums and people can do q and a and answer each other's questions and but how do you prevent uh, abuse because if it's completely anonymous then you know the the uh, i mean this is the problem all social media platforms are facing today and they are spending like billions to solve it no very true no very true that that's a challenge so that it has to be moderated it has to be moderated there has to be checks and balances i completely agree on that uh, but uh, then again i think uh, one thing which is which really helps and which is very important is uh, fa- being able to facilitate peer to peer learning you know because i believe that that is uh, that is that is the next thing because then again as i was telling you providing information that's one part which is gone second was moderating discussions and the third part is peer to because today if i if you look at children you speak to them you understand they're so well informed and in many point of time being able to help each other that i think that that's wonderful like right now what is the system of you know, moderation is, do you have employees who moderate or do users report content or no no this particular system we are building now we haven't implemented till now it took us it took us time because it took us time uh, to build this ai enabled platform because uh, as i was telling you uh, being unless until you have that data for at least few years where you see people's usage pattern then what you build will be completely theoretical that don't serve any purpose so there is like a social layer on top of the content and the uh, this will also give you more data so you will have a lot more uh, things to offer so like if someone is stuck at a question then maybe there was a good answer given in a forum which could be offered to that student that here are suggestions from other users on how to solve this problem 
like like those kind of things could also start happening eventually yeah yeah that, that, that they can they can eventually start happening that will be a great thing also students who are fresh pass outs like say when you pass your class 12 and you you join college etc and many many of them they i have spoken to many of them they are very interested in order to ensure that they are able to help people who are not that privileged you know people students from villages those from coming from you know families where they are first generation learners etc so how do you connect the dots so on one hand you have a group which is willing to help on the other hand you have you have students who genuinely need help but a structured way to connect those dots i think these are things that uh, we are thinking on these lines and uh, let's see but why are you making it anonymous and uh, the forum this is a very interesting question so one thing that we have always seen in class and this is a, this is this is one of the another another challenges of conventional education system we all discuss about body shaming but we never discuss about these things see what happens is uh, you will find that in every every class there are some students who take more time to understand and there's nothing wrong with it that's completely okay right you may understand something in 5 minutes i may need 15 but so what even even in your uh, even in your corporate life you will find many people who are very successful stalwarts but who are very particular unless they understand they will never nod their head or they never never say yes they'll ask you small questions right which is good but in a class you see if if a particular student continuously interrupts the flow and keeps asking questions beyond a point his or her classmates or the teacher in spite of their best intention may not be able to encourage that child they'll say okay beta theek hai you asked three questions you have answered others will take care of it during recess time or come to staff room or maybe tomorrow will take care of it in the process what happens is you do that to a child once twice thrice then you know it, it becomes difficult for a child to come up with questions at times those questions on the face of it may be very basic very silly but so what if you have some doubts why don't you go ahead and ask it i may not understand that's completely okay so today if if i am stuck up on basics and i want to ask it why do you, and, and and at times children especially they may not want to stick their neck out and say hey i don't understand this and he or she may be worried okay maybe there are five ten other friends in the, in the same chat if it's anonymous and i have a question and i put it forward and i get an answer my purpose is served so there are no brownie points for answering a question at the same time there's there's no element of inhibition for asking a basic question but you know the somewhere people who generate content like you know all these social media platforms which are built on user generated content there is a they are essentially tapping into that desire for recognition that desire to become an influencer which you will not allow that to happen if you keep it anonymous like people who contribute if you actually allow them to become influencers become thought leaders get recognition then they will contribute more i think i think it's it's a valid point akshay i take your point so maybe we'll think on these lines and maybe something maybe someone continuously contributing some kind of recognition etc i think that is important i i, I agree on you i agree on that point uh, my whole objective was uh, that Yeah, give that comfort. Give that comfort, and also what may what may happen is uh, one question may lead to ten other questions, right? So I ask I ask you something, and you answer in such a way, and then I realize that I don't even know the I don't even know the basics. So and then after five questions, I may be back to basics right from where I started. I'm learning the alphabets. So that fear factor, that thing, I want to completely remove. I, I want to understand that launch journey. So you had no experience in ed tech, no experience in building a product, so to say. You just knew you want to do something in education. How did that translate into a product launch? How did you fund that? You know, t- tell me about that launch journey. You're completely right that uh, as far as uh, you know, ed tech is concerned, it was new to me. But uh, 
fortunately i got in touch with uh, uh, and got help from a lot of good people so uh, many seniors uh, in in different fields also as i was telling you during those one year not only i visited uh, in various parts of india i also went to various global universities spoke to many professors tried to understand their thought process when we started implementing it on the ground you know building those videos uh initially it was a huge challenge huge huge challenge i tell you we were trying to understand that how do we actually do this uh, do we try to make a in house setup and do the complete thing in house or uh, do we outsource a part of it did you target one specific class or course like did you for example say okay let's build for class 5 initially we targeted one subject only english uh, because we saw that lot of lot of good work has already happened in subjects like maths and science uh so we understood that english is something which uh, maybe we will be able to help so we initially we started with english and also there is an element of uh, storytelling in english you know which which went with our uh, entire augmented storytelling dna so we started working uh yeah so initially we uh, did for classes 8 9 10 uh, these three classes initially and then uh, gradually we we expanded to other class other subjects so uh got in touch with a lot of good teachers uh, who helped uh, in terms of uh, uh, getting our content right also you know when when i started on this journey also spoke to some uh, you know, some very creative people uh, people in film making because see when you when you work on a script because a video essentially uh, is, is only as good as the script right and a script is very different from a notes that you prepare from a book so you go through a particular topic and you prepare a note something that you use maybe for to revise the topic that is very different from a script a script has to be engaging the storytelling element has to come in so those nuances we started working and then i was coming to this one of the challenges uh, initially when we were trying to understand the how do we do this uh, uh, started taking some uh, ideas with regard to do we need to outsource can we do this in house so initially for i tell you first 3 months was a huge challenge in first 3 months uh we made only two videos today we have 10000 videos first 3 months two videos and those two videos also we we overspent our budget like anything and we and we made all possible mistakes that you can make right uh, and those videos were scrapped many time and at the end of the day when we made these videos and i showed it to a group of teachers uh they looked at those videos and uh, then they told me that uh, looks good sounds good interesting but then uh, what is the point that you're trying to convey right and uh, what is the take away where is the take away the student understand the story but where is the take away so we started again thinking on these lines and that is where that recap and qa video came in that okay how do you drive home the point okay i tell you the story but how do i drive home the point especially in younger classes where for students is difficult to infer so that thing came in but gradually we saw gradually things started improving our systems and processes were built and uh, to that extent we have been very fortunate uh, in being able to build some very robust uh, systems and processes a very good team you know at the end of the day i'll say the entire trade goes to the kind of people you work with this was the spotlight presented by the podium to listen to more such interesting conversations log on to the podium.in